Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Tonight we're continuing our Home Improvement Series. We're in part five. Tonight we're building better leaders. Okay? And for the purposes of our lesson tonight, allow me to define the word leadership. Okay? So that you'll understand what we're talking about when we talk about leadership. I believe it was John Maxwell. It may not have been, but it was someone that I first heard say this. And it's, it's a fairly common thought, but let me uh, quote, uh, I believe it's John Maxwell, who said, leadership is influence. Leadership is measured by the influence one has on others. Now, Following this, if you would, leadership and influence, leadership is influence, but, but uh, influence is not impact. You know, you can be impacted by someone without them, uh, you know, being your leader. We could all agree that Adolf Hitler impacted the world, but not everyone in the world would say, there's my leader. That's the person I'm following. That's the person that, 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 that I want influencing me, what I think, what I feel, what I want, what I, what I do. Just because we're impacted by someone does not necessarily mean that they are our leader. However, when a person goes out of their way to follow another person, that's influence and that's leadership. When a person will go out of their way, uh, for example, if you're stuck in traffic and it's just backed up along Highway 69, and you're sitting there and wondering what to do and you're getting frustrated, you need to be somewhere. You know, just one person going across that grass will influence you to consider going across that grass, to consider going out of your way to follow someone else who is, uh, you know, a, a, a forerunner, who is a first. Uh, the, the, the synonyms for leadership are, 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 are so many, everything from boss to, to, to uh, you know, to, to for, uh, forerunner. To, uh, you, you can read, they're, they're, they're almost endless. But leaders influence their followers to think. Leaders influence their followers to feel. Leaders influence their followers to, to talk or to, to speak up. Leaders influence their followers to, to want. Influence leader, uh, in, uh, leaders influence their people to believe. Leaders influence their followers to act in certain ways. Leadership is influence. There are legitimate leaders and there are illegitimate leaders. There are some people who should be influencing us and there are some other people who should not be influencing us. There are some people who should be influencing your children and there are some people who should not be influencing your children. There are some people who should be influencing your employees and there are some people who should not be influencing your employees. There are some people who should be influencing our congressmen and there are some people who should not be influencing our congressmen. There are some people who are legitimate leaders and some people who are illegitimate leaders. Just because they are illegitimate does not mean they don't have influence. Because if they can get someone else to go out of their way and follow them to think the way they think, act, to believe, to want, to feel, then, then they are, in essence, a leader. 
They're leading someone and we can lead people in the right direction or the wrong direction. There are recognized leaders and there are unrecognized leaders. Sometimes people don't even recognize who they're following. Sometimes people don't even recognize that they're following someone. You ask them what they're doing and they say, well, I, 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 I'm not you know, following someone else, but you know good and well they are. They don't recognize it. They don't recognize that someone is influencing them. Perhaps you are influencing someone and you don't recognize it. Maybe you are a legitimate leader. Maybe you're exercising legitimate influence. Maybe you should have influence over what someone else is thinking or feeling. Maybe God has given you or maybe life has put you in a position to where you are a legitimate leader and you should be influencing what goes on in that department at a plant or, or you should be influencing uh, how this work goes or you should be influencing what someone thinks or feels or what they do. And maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe you're up against some illegitimate influencers in your group that are trying to get people to do something other than what the voice of legitimate leadership should do. You know, a policeman may turn his lights on. If you're on 69 and it's all blocked up, a policeman might pull up there and turn his lights on and he might wave you to go and exit an on-ramp. That's okay. That's a legitimate voice of leadership. He should influence you. This from a policeman should influence you to go out of your way and to go even down a street a wrong way to alleviate some pressure. You know, uh, I, I spoke to a policeman the other day that there was this, you know, wreck on the interstate and he went over on Highway 124 there at Finette and he pulled up to that flashing light and he was waving people through to relieve the bottleneck. They should obey him. They should follow his legitimate leadership. They should should run that red light if he's there doing that because he should be able to influence them to go out of the normal, to go out of the normal way in order to follow the voice of a legitimate leader. He should, if he cannot influence them to do that, then, then, then they're wrong for not following that legitimate leader. But when you're sitting at a red light with someone who's just impatient and they take off, you want to resist that thinking, well, I should run that red light too, you know? I should go ahead and run that stop sign too. I mean, they did and nobody's coming and, and okay, uh, you know, they're, they're, just because it's not legitimate doesn't mean we aren't at times influenced by those who really are not in a leadership position and they may not even realize that they have just influenced you. They may not even realize, they may not recognize that they have just become a leader and six other people run that light. Only one of which gets a ticket. And what do you say? Well, there were five other people who ran that light too. Okay, well, you know, that doesn't make it right. It's always a good idea to ask yourself, who am I following? And do they know what they're doing? <laughs> do they have a legitimate right to lead me or, or are they just influencing me? We see this a lot in families. Oftentimes when I'm, when I'm counseling with, with a young person 
who may be having some difficulty at home or at school, that's one of the things I will ask them, well, who is it that's influencing you? Because many times we can find a few friends and, and, and they don't even recognize it and really don't want to admit it. But the fact is they're being influenced by others instead of you know, following the voice of their parents or their teacher. Being around people, once you recognize that, that you're not doing something that's right, once you recognize that you're caught in a cycle or that, or that you're not doing something that you should do or that you are doing something that you shouldn't do, once you recognize that and you find out that it is, it is often repeated, it is a good idea to sit down and say, okay, well, who is influencing me? Am I with the same group of people every time I do this? Okay. Is there some voice that's speaking to me? Where is this coming from? You know, it's, it's, it's always a good idea to ask yourself, who am I following? And if you find yourself under the influence of an illegitimate leader, if you recognize that I am following the wrong voice, and that's why I'm making the wrong choice. I mean, this is Bible 101, what I'm sharing, okay? This is really grassroots Bible then you may be following the wrong person as well. It's always a very good idea to look around and say, who am I influencing? The apostle Paul wrote and he encouraged us. In fact, he commanded us to not lay a stumbling block before others. He said many things, but one of the things the apostle Paul said, he says, listen, you may think it's okay to eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols. This was a big thing evidently in, 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 in Corinth. You may think it's okay to eat meat that has been sacrificed to false gods and been dedicated to them. And, 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 you know, uh, the bulls that have been killed and sacrificed to, to, to false gods and, and then the meat sold in a marketplace, you may think it's okay. And indeed the apostle Paul says it is because there are no other gods and so being sacrificed to a false god is nothing but if someone sees you doing that and they believe it's wrong don't do it in front of them because you might make them the 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 the, the, the term in the new king james is you might embolden them to follow you you might influence them to do what you did, and if they don't do it from a pure heart, if they don't have the faith that you have, it would be sin for them to believe that they are doing something wrong, whether it's wrong before God's eyes or not, it would be wrong if you influence someone to do something that they really believe they shouldn't do. And the Apostle Paul said, we influence others. He said, if you really have faith, and you really want to eat that meat? <laughs> I guess it's cheaper. I don't know. He said, then eat it at home by yourself. Take it home. Shut the door so you aren't influencing other people who may not can in good conscience do what you are doing. You see, we influence people. It's always a good question to ask yourself, who are you influencing? It's important. If you are influencing people to go against their parents because you give an opinion, 
and you didn't count it as counsel and you don't think about it as influence. But if somebody says something that may, you know, uh, 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 be uh, negative about their spouse or, or, or maybe they're having a hard time at work and, 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 and you're just piling on because you're agreeing with them and all the time you're, you're, you're emboldening them, all, all the time you're influencing them and, and, and they get back at work and they're having trouble and they take the boldness that you have given them and they tell the boss off and lose their job all because someone influenced them. Well, I tell you what I think you should do. I think you should get up in that, you know, on that couch and I think you ought to slap. I think you ought to pack your bags and walk out. Whoa, 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 wait. You might be influencing them. Hello? And what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And unless it's your business, you don't need to be tearing it up. Oh, this is good stuff, isn't it? Where else can you go and just get such wonderful stuff that you can go and, you know, tell other people about it? So if we're influencing people to go against their parents, if we're influencing people to be discontent with their job, with their marriage, or, or, or to go against their boss's decision, or to go against the laws of the land, then we may be doing more harm with our unbridled opinions than what we realize. Because we may actually be an unrecognized leader, an illegitimate leader. It's leading people to do things that they can't handle, that they shouldn't do, that ends up harming things. You know, uh, leadership should be more than a popularity contest. Life is not a competition. It's not about who can influence the most people. It's not about how we can maybe uh, get other people to think what we think, uh, feel what we feel. You know, life is not a competition. We are not in competition to, to, to see who can you know, uh, get the most followers. Influencing others is a tremendous responsibility. Legitimate leadership positions have been clearly identified by God. And there are some things that we should not transgress under normal conditions. And believe me, 99% of the situations you face are normal. Okay? It's very rare that we should go against the general principles of God's word. Legitimate leadership positions have been clearly identified. The Bible says simply that children should obey their parents. We should not come between those two things. It's very rare that we have to rescue someone from some dangerous situation. Most of the time, it's just an opinionated thing. And many times it just comes from friendships. We should not go against the covenants of marriage. We should not stand in the place of trying to get someone else to, to lead a rebellion in their workplace. Legitimate leadership positions have been clearly identified by the word of God. And people who occupy these positions of legitimate leadership, they deserve our attention. They, they, they deserve our respect and, and uh, you know, they deserve our support, except in very rare cases. Okay. And I can probably tell you now, your case is not rare. Okay? Not everyone who influences us has our best interest at heart. Not everyone is going to pay the price that you pay if you follow their opinion, if you follow their leadership. This is what happened to one third of the heavenly host of angels. God 
had all of his angels at one time, you know, under his leadership. And he was influencing them as to how they should think, feel, act. And along came Lucifer, a voice of illegitimate leadership. And he began to sow discontentment. He began to sow dissatisfaction. He began to influence so much so that one-third of the heavenly host went out of their way to follow his leadership. That's what happened in heaven. Lucifer saw that these tactics worked, and so he decided that he would try them on mankind. And he came into a garden in the form of the serpent, and he said to Eve, his suggestions to her, his assertions that she could not trust God. He influenced her. And under, her influ under his influence, she allowed him to lead her out of the will of God. And sin was born. She acted because his assertions began to change her primary loyalties from a loyalty to God. She, she lost the principle and she went for an issue. You see, we must have principles before we have problems. If not, our problems can become very emotionally charged and just can become issue-oriented. And an issue-oriented life with an emotional charge is apt to take, take issue with anything because of an emotion. And that emotion begins to incite. And we are influenced. Not even realizing here that the devil was feeding the fire of discontentment. And dissatisfaction and he became her leader in fact later God would call him the prince he would call Satan their father when someone is influenced by a friend to discount and to disregard the counsel of their God-ordained leaders even when that friend is really trying to help even when that friend thinks they're doing well but they step between a parent and a child that influence that is exerted there, it can lead to division and destruction of relationships. You don't have to be the devil to be divisive. Exerting influence in opposition to the voice of a legitimate leader is just not a good idea. Boy, is this good stuff or what? Huh? I love the fact that I'm not preaching at issues, but principles, you know, this was decided a long time ago. I don't, I don't have anything in mind. I know nothing at all to aim this at, but at life in general, as we continue to see life unfold, to get some principles in our life so that we can be supportive of those that God has placed in our life as legitimate leaders. Even Romans 13 tells us that if we resist the authorities that be in our life, that voice of legitimate leadership, we are resisting God. Some of the most difficult times in God's life and in the life of a teacher, in the life of a parent, in the life of a boss or anyone else, some of the most difficult times in life is when those who should be following think they should be leading. Hello? Oh, come on, we could amen right there and go home. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I'm certain many of you have been in some situation 
to where you have encountered someone who should be following, believing that for some reason unknown to mankind and God, for some reason which can only be demonically inspired, this follower believes that they should be the one that's leading. A lot of times it happens at about 14 years old. It's not uncommon. Don't be easily influenced by people who have had little or no investment in your life. And they're not about to pay for any decision that you make. Do you know how many times I have seen people get into trouble and all of their friends that influence them to do that can't be found and will not bail them out? We had a young man get out of jail today, this morning, got out of jail and walked to the office. And the only thing basically that I heard about this young man is that he was out with some friends last night. Is that, where were their friends? Where was his friends today, Pastor Ken? <laughs> they got released earlier and took off. Now I'm telling you that, that is a cycle. I see it constantly. Every day they release people twice a day from the prison and every day they stop by here and we give them popcorn and Coca-Cola or, or, or Dr. Pepper. Every day we encourage them to do something. Today, Pastor Ken got to lead that young man to the Lord. He accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then Pastor Ken got to take him to a place to where his daddy picked him up. And Pastor Ken got a text from him a while ago that said, hey, my daddy picked me up and I'm on my way back to Houston. Where where are your friends? Nowhere to be found. Don't follow people who have no investment in your life. Don't follow someone. Don't accept their influence when they are not going to stay and when they're not going to pay. And unless you are committed to stay and unless you are committed to pay, stop influencing people. Unless you're influencing them to serve the Lord, to obey God, to submit their life to him, to be kind and merciful, to obey their parents, to go and give an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, to pay their just and honest debts. That's where you can be an influencer. <laughs> and don't assume the leadership, as I said, when you aren't willing, when you aren't committed to stay and you aren't willing to pay, Keep your opinions to yourself. And if someone is committed to stay and they're willing to pay and they have made an investment in your past and they are willing to invest in your future, then you listen to them. <laughs> opinions are free. But the voice of legitimate leadership, it cost. It cost a leader to give his opinion. Because most likely, he's going to have to pay for it. We can easily see that not every leader is a good leader as well. People, uh, it, it's interesting that people get to choose their own leaders. You choose who influences you. The words boss, parent, or general does not always denote a leader. Just because they're, you know, in some position of leadership does not mean that people accept them a leader is only your leader when you follow them. Someone can occupy a position without commanding a following and they may impact your life, but they don't influence the way you feel, you think, you speak, or you act. As well, 
You can only lead people that are willing to follow. Every person has the opportunity and every person has the ability, God-given opportunities and God-given abilities to influence others. You, without regard to who you are, without regard to how old you are, how young you may be, without respect to, to, to uh, you know, how wealthy you may be or how, how, how much in poverty or deep in debt you are, without respect to your education level, without respect to anything at all, you have the ability and you have the opportunity to influence others. It's a God-given, God-mandated gift. And we are all called to lead others to Christ. Some of you will be parents, some of you will be bosses, some teachers, some supervisors or judges, and you'll be given positions of authority from which you will be expected to lead. However, every one of us has a God-given responsibility to influence others, to influence them to come to Christ and to live for Christ and to make Bible-based decisions. Every one of you are leaders. And remember, leadership is influence. We cannot imagine that only the people who are at the top are leaders. Often the most critical leaders are in the middle of the pack. Often the most critical leaders are in the middle of the situation. It's not the generals who fight the battles and win the wars. It's the soldiers who are under the leadership of some field commander and, 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 and under the covering uh, guide of some sergeant that's actually out there making it happen. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not what goes on in the White House or in the Capitol House that shapes our nation, but it's what's going on in your house. Our president does not determine who we are. You do. You have the leadership of the nation. You are the influence, a greater influence than anyone else. The success of every organization, it hinges on the ability to attract and to reproduce leadership. Even if your name is Jesus, leadership is the key to success. Like I said, even if your name is Jesus, unless you can attract and reproduce secondary leadership, people who are willing to lead from the middle of the pack, people who are willing to lead in everyday life, people who are willing to be a part of the crew and lead, people who are willing to be a part of the team and lead in the team, leadership by influence, influencing others to, 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 to be a part, influencing others to be content, influencing others to support, influencing their siblings to obey mom and dad, influencing their friends to go home and, and to be productive and to be, you know, influencing, you know, uh, from, from the middle of the church, influencing others to come and be a part, leading from the, that is the most critical position, is the middle of the pack leadership. What we consider top echelon leaders have very little impact. When we look at leaders in the Bible, we can easily see that Moses was one of the most well-known 
Moses was used by God to lead the people uh, out of Egypt, the children of Israel out of Egypt, and to deliver them from Pharaoh. But um, although he was the most educated, the most experienced, although he was the most capable, and, 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 and although he was the perfect man for the job, yet he doubted his leadership abilities. If you'll look with me quickly, <laughs> I have only three chapters to read out of Exodus. But what I've given you so far is a good foundation for understanding leadership. Understanding our responsibility is to influence others. And we have the greatest opportunity to influence people from the middle of the pack. Do you know while about 3% of the people who go to church go because a preacher asked them to go, because the pastor visits or the pastor asks, 29% of the people attend a church because someone in the church asked them to go. Exodus chapter 3, reading from the New Living Translation. This is the account of the burning bush where Moses is going to be called into leadership. Now he's 80 years old. He spent 40 years in Egypt being educated and he spent 40 years in the wilderness being a shepherd. It was while he was in the, the, the plains of Midian taking care of some sheep for his father-in-law, Jethro, that we find uh, that there, there was a bush burning and he turned to see what this bush uh, was burning. It, it was not being consumed. And when God saw that, that he turned his attention and came, uh, uh, God began to speak to him and, and called him to go down into Egypt. Verse 9, we'll, 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 we'll cut to the chase here. Look. God said, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now, now, now go Moses. Now Moses, I want you to go for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. God needs leaders. You know, God is God. He is the leader, but he needs leaders among the people. That's what the prophecy was. He's going to raise up a prophet from among you. Well, I need you to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Verse 11, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? You see, uh, he, he, he really uh, didn't think much of his own leadership abilities. God answered, I will be with you and this will be the sign that, that, I'm, uh, that I'm the one who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me, they will ask me, what is his name? And, and, and then what am I going to tell them? Verse 14, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Exodus 4 verse 1. But Moses protested again. Why? Because he, he doesn't feel qualified to lead. He's being called, but he doesn't follow. How many of us have been called by God to influence someone and feel unqualified, feel we can't do it? How many of us have been, 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 been asked by God to, 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 to influence someone to come to church or to influence someone to obey their parents or to influence someone to stop running with the wrong crowd or to influence someone to, to not cheat or steal or lie or to influence someone to, 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 to be nicer to their children? Or, or how many of us have, 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 have felt you know, that call of God on our life to influence co-workers to be more content or to be more productive or, or to stop goofing off on the job. How many of us have felt the, the, that we should do that, been called by God to do that, but we just didn't feel capable? We didn't feel like it was our place. Moses protested again. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me? 
What if they say the Lord never really appeared to you? <laughs> Silly person. God said, well, if they say that here, do this and do that. Throw this thing down. It'll become a snake. Grab it. It'll become a, 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 you know, a staff again and put your hand in your shirt and bring it out. It'll be leprous. Put it back in and they'll believe those things. And he said, oh, uh, verse 10, but Moses pleaded with the Lord. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I have never been basically good with words and I'm not now even after you talk to me I mean you talking to me sounds good but it hadn't changed who I am it hadn't changed me it doesn't change the way I see myself you know you may be talking to me God and thank you for talking to me but you know what it really doesn't change how I feel about things I've never been good with words and I'm not now even though you have spoken to me I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled <laughs> God said come on now Moses you can read the whole story. He said, Moses, I'm the one that made the tongue. I, I mean, I make people speak. I make them see. I, can, I mean, I'm, I'm God. I can take care. I will help you. Verse 13, but Moses again pleaded, Lord, please just send anyone else. I don't feel qualified. And really, you know, I don't want to. I really don't want to be used to influence Pharaoh. I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm 80 years old. I'm doing okay right where I am. Verse 14, then the Lord became angry with Moses. Okay, that's not where you want to be. Okay? So Moses, you know, he, God said, I'm going to send Aaron. You tell Aaron what to say, Aaron will tell Pharaoh. And then God tells Aaron, go meet your brother and, and do what he says. And then, you know, God's just, it's not easy to be God. Let me tell you, it's just not. Okay? We imagine he's God and it's easy. No, he's God and it's not easy. It's not, it's, it's no easier for God to be a parent than it is for you. If you were the parent of the same kids that he's, if you were the parent of your worst enemy, God is. So Aaron goes and sees Moses. They go down, tell Pharaoh, let the people go. Pharaoh gets mad, uh, you know, but, but in, in, in the meantime, they meet with the children of Israel and say, look what I can do. Whoa, whoa, God sent me. Look at this. There's a snake. There's a, look at this. And the, and, and the people in verse 31 of, of chapter four said, then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses there. And when they heard that the Lord was, uh, was concerned about them and, and, and God had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshiped God. Let me tell you something. When you hear good things, things from a leader and you see good things, whoo, you get so excited and you say, okay, great, we're all in. We believe it. Then Pharaoh took their straw away and they had to make bricks without straw because Pharaoh was upset that they wanted to leave. And, 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 and then, uh, you know, one of the leaders of Israel, one of the foremen, he went to Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, can you please just reduce the number of bricks we're supposed to make every day? You took straw away. We're now having to go and get the straw. It's taking us extra time. And Pharaoh said, you bunch of lazy people. You can read it. Uh, that's what it says in the New Living Translation. You bunch of lazy people. You know, I'm not going to just, you know, uh, reduce the number of bricks. If anything, I'm going to make it harder on you. Well, you remember they really believed they worship God. Oh, good. He's come to get us. Verse 21, when the foreman came back from Pharaoh, meeting with Pharaoh, he said to Moses and Aaron, may the Lord judge and punish you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword in his, in, in, into their hands and given them an excuse to kill us. Oh my goodness. Isn't that the way it is with some followers? From this point on, Moses and Aaron had trouble with secondary leadership. 
And it's the secondary leadership that really were the primary influencers in the lives of the people. It always is. It always is. Do you know, it is inherent in the system that people will believe you about how our church is doing long before they'll believe me. You have much more influence than I do. They will believe your children about what goes on in your home before they'll believe you. Think about that one. I was a principal at a school. I would say to the parents that came in for parent-teachers conference, I would say, hey, listen, uh, let me just uh, tell you, if you won't believe what your children come home and tell you about us, I won't believe what they come to church, uh, school and tell me about you. <laughs> Boy, parents would go... Because that's the reality of it. People in the middle of the pack are more believable than people at the top. Okay. If a husband says one thing and a wife corrects him, says something else, who do you believe? You believe the wife. Why? Because she inherently has more credibility. Why? Because she's not at the top. She has nothing to protect. Hello? These are really good things, okay? After this foreman got on to Moses and Aaron and said, listen, God should judge you and God should punish you because you have just led us into a bad place. You influenced us. We said, okay, and it's gotten worse. It's not gotten better. Well, just because you're following God does not mean it's going to get better. Just because you're following your parents' advice does not mean that life's going to get easier, Okay, just because you're following your boss's advice does not even mean it's going to be successful. Just because you're following, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the legitimate voice of the leader does not always mean that immediately everything's going to be okay. And here Moses was just devastated. Moses in verse 22, then Moses went back to the Lord and Moses protested, God, why have you brought all this trouble on your own people? Lord, why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been more brutal to your people and you have done nothing to rescue them. My goodness, Moses is, is kind of just, you know, getting in the face of God here. Help me, God. You put me in. Parents, help me, God. You, I mean, you, you're, you're no. Adam. When God said, Adam, why did you eat? He said, it was that woman, God, that you gave me. That's, read it. He said that exactly. And that's what Moses said. You're the one that, you put me here. Come on, God. You told me to tell him we're getting, now, you know, when people have trouble with a legitimate leader, the leader often goes to the one that made them a leader and said, why did you make me the leader? I mean, it's not getting better under my leadership. It's getting worse. But that's no sign that you're not the leader. God said to Moses, Moses, come on now. Verse 8, I will bring you into the land. I have swore to Abraham and Isaac to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you and your, uh, for, for your, uh, you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. I can do this, Moses. Come on, give me a little time here. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said. God's going to do it. But you know what the people said? They refused to listen anymore. And they had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. You know, sometimes 
even though you're the legitimate leader, people are not going to follow. And when he gets in a situation like that, Moses, for the next 40 years, had trouble with secondary leadership. If the secondary leadership had have followed the person that was able to call bread from heaven and, and, and provide water from a rock and open up the Red Seas, what more do you have to do? How many times does God have to show up before someone says, you know what, I think I'm going to get in line. How many paychecks do you have to get? before you start supporting the place you work and speaking well of it and good of it and encouraging. I mean, they, they keep producing a paycheck. Good stuff, huh? That's the same way it is today. Whether we're leaders or followers, we can't see the end of our life, but God can. And God said, this is the way I want it to be. This is how I want you to do. Husbands, I want you to love your wives. Wives, I want you to respect and submit to your husbands. Children, I want you to obey your parents. Students, I want you to follow your teachers. Employees, I want you to support and submit to and, and, and listen to your bosses. I mean, God clearly identifies, you know. And for your, for, for your spiritual affairs... Obey those that have the rule over you, who speak to you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their, 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 their behavior. You know, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on. Uh, uh, magistrates, rulers, uh, pay your taxes. Uh, you know, all the things that God wants us to do that sometimes if we're not watchful, we can sow discontent. We can become the leader. If we are going to build a better leadership model in our life, we need to realize we all have influence. And we need to watch what we say and make sure we aren't making people feel and act and think and want and desire something that, that is not best for God. Even when, the middle, when we're in the middle of a difficult situation, we should revert, especially then, revert to the leadership model. Then, when in critical times, we should certainly make sure in critical moments that we don't go against God's word. Leaders aren't always popular and, and they aren't even always right. When I was about 15 years old, I, I was working for my dad, and uh, other people were too, and some of my friends were. Uh, we worked in the, in, in the logwoods, and uh, I didn't agree with something that my dad wanted to do. And so I, 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 I kind of uh, disagreed. And my dad said this, he said, you know, Son, I may not always be right, but I will always be your dad. Now, you do what I tell you. And I understood, of course, he was a pretty good-sized guy. I understood a principle that you don't even have to always be right to be in the position that God gave you. He wasn't just my dad, he was my boss. And he was paying me to do this. And I needed to support him because other people around us would most likely treat him the way they saw me treating him. That's how influence works. Let's make sure that we understand we are leaders and let's build a good leadership model in our life to support the work of God 
in those we influence.